you you know you see this in a variety of walks of life, but it but look, it's rare, right? Somebody who seems continuously present. I mean this. Somebody who also helps other people, pulls a lever, punches a button, takes an extra three steps for somebody just because they can. There may not be another person that I know of for sure who's done more to be encouraging for the many people in radio and records over the last three decades. And we're very fortunate to be able to have this conversation with him right now. In just a few minutes, we're going to bring him on and we're just we're going to get into it. Let me let me give you a little background because different people know different things. And and look, he's been omnipresent in the current form for a long, long time. So I want you to know if you don't know, and you probably do, but I'm going to cover it anyway. He was the CHR editor for a publication that everyone of a certain age knows as R&R or Radio and Records. Then he launched what became an institution in communications in our industry. Uh, you know the one. It's the one we're talking about tonight. Recently, we've all kind of been shocked that that institution is coming to an end. But, but look, the love that's pouring out for our guest and his team has been absolutely unprecedented. We're going to get into it here in just a minute. Welcome to this very special episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, or almost anywhere you get your podcast. Our goal is always the same, to encourage radio pros at all levels. Today will not be different. That makes today's guest uh, and today itself uh, uh, very appropriate for us. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know that we drop a fresh weekly episode featuring a radio pro working in radio, usually across the United States and Canada. We do this each Sunday, as we say on our regular event, to enjoy our podcast. You only need to be interested in others and be open to encouragement, advice, connections, tools to get ahead and ways to make your career in the radio business more profitable and successful. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, or what we call ourselves, RPC. Our practice is actually what we call a multiplier, helping local radio generate higher ratings and higher revenue. Ideas are the new technology. We believe uh, local radio owners and managers should have an idea generator on speed dial today. Reach out anytime to see how we create opportunity revenue for our clients. We can help you schedule a meetup. Our first consultation is easy. You can do it by email. To set the appointment, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We're just about a minute, maybe less, from talking with Joel Denver. Look, he's the president and publisher of All Access Music Group or AllAccess.com. You know it. You love it. And uh, look, this is going to be your opportunity to hear directly from Joel about what he's thinking and probably some feedback about all of your kind words recently. Uh, look, a big thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast and making it available minutes after we do our live interviews in our social media forums and also on the podcast itself. And a thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Uh, by by the way, uh, listen, you can see what you can get for free anytime from our team and our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com, including our encouraging sales success series and our more than live and local series. Now, 
let's get with it. We're gonna gonna connect up with Joel for the update. I know everybody wants to hear, man, if there's somebody that you want to talk to, it's got to be this guy. And we've been really looking forward to this. Joel, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. How are you, sir? Lloyd, thank you very much. What a nice welcome. Uh, I'm good. I'm as good as I can be for, uh, you know, having uh, just, uh, you know, announced that we're um, shuttering the company, you know. Yeah, you're kind of the bearer of bad news in this way, and that's yeah, not what we're used to, I right? <laughs> you know, it um, just the, just the truth is the business has changed, mm-hmm. and um, you know we just were not doing enough business to maintain the infrastructure and the staff and the quality of product any longer. And I did not want to hack it apart. I did not want to sit there and do a half-assed job on net news. I did not want to do things that required people to interface with it because we just can't afford it right now. It's just, it's really really bad out there. This is a little bit like being able to sit sit in on the session where Jerry Seinfeld sits around with everybody and says, look, you know, some shows stay on too long. They go too long. I don't want to do that. I want to go out on top and I want to do it my way. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Exactly. I, you know, if we had disassembled it and yet I still attempted to do the same things with the news and with Mm -hmm. so many other features that require staff to maintain them, it would have really, it, it would have no, been noticeable. We just would not be up to par. We would not be presenting our best data, our best self. And I just figured, you know, it's just gone. We're so far down the road on this thing. And we've uh, we've had a, a wonderful, wonderful time serving the industry, serving the radio community, serving the record business, serving, you know, uh, satellites, serving consultants. Uh, and I've we've all just really enjoyed this so much. And mm. the problem is, is that if we had started to do that, it would have been putting a Band-Aid on it. And three months later, I might have had to do it again. And then, you know, it's it's look, this is an interesting conversation because I know you're not going to be surprised that there's been speculation. It's like, oh, why wouldn't he pair back and why wouldn't he do that? Well, you just heard it directly from Joel Denver. This is why I don't want to be pairing it back and doing different right. things with something that I had loved as an experience and felt like we've done a great job with. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Joel, look, you've seen a lot of change and churn in our industry over these last decades. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what we're talking about. Just right. this is another turn in a, a, let's call it a group, a cascading series of events. Yeah. I personally, myself, have many examples of where you have helped so many people throughout the years. And, and, and I know, you know, you're probably tired of hearing that some, or maybe you're not, I don't know. It, it was one of, ad- helping people, helping people is one of the great joys we did up there, you know, finding people yeah. a job, connecting them with a service, You know, finding them a consultant, finding them a morning show, an afternoon show, an overnight, whatever. We love doing that. But you're separate, I think. I mean, look, you come in contact with you. I wanted to ask, is this this part of you, part of your DNA, right? To just go, okay, I have a platform. You hear people say that all the time. You really Mm -hmm. have had a platform, okay? 
Yeah. Uh, is it part of your DNA to go, well, God, I should really help? Yeah, it's like I've always wanted to treat people in this business and put the best foot forward and treat people like we would want to be treated. You know, yeah. and, you know, when when I would interview people, like, you know, they would say, what is the job about? And this and that and the other. And I tell them all the nuts and bolts of what they would do and what their responsibilities are. But I said, I always would tell people you are going to have your service hat on at all times. Mm-hmm. Customers always right. Radio is always right. People that call you need something. You don't push them off. You deal with it. You help them. And I've been really lucky to get a terrific staff of people. Some people have been with me almost as long as a company's been open and they get it. And they, you know, I, I just, it's been a dream staff. It really has a wonderful team. You know, rarely do I ever have to like push them to do something. They just know they just, they're instinctually proactive. That's the best way to describe it. Well, well, listen, look, you know, if you appear with me on this form, I'm going to poke the bear. So I want you, I want you to know I'm going to do it genderly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm only going to reference a few years by name. Okay. Okay. So I think you'll be ready for this. 1981 was a really good year for you. I think you became the CHR editor for radio and records. Right. Of course, one of the challenges in our business is, you know, uh, always knowing that younger listeners may not know what R&R was, you know, look, you've also had this steady presence with all access for almost 30 years now. Mm-hmm. It was but, 14 years. It was 14 years at R and R, and almost 30 years. So it's uh, you know, it's a minute. It's it's been a minute. Okay, been a minute. by the time you got to the R and R editor's post in 1981, you'd already been where many of us in the radio business have been. You were a PD in Baltimore, San Diego, Miami, Philadelphia. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good list in itself. Not and that's not mentioning everything. Can you remember what it was like when you stepped into the R&R job in 1981? Oh, yeah. Well, I had an induction, an introduction to it because I started in the Washington office in September of 1980. And I signed on as the assistant editor uh, in the Washington office. So I, you know, I would go over to the FCC every day and they didn't have electronics that back then didn't have electronic data and all that stuff and files. So I would go kept a suit and tie in my in my office in the back of my oh, door and I'd put it on and I'd go over to K Street where the FCC offices were it was about a three block walk and uh you know and manually go through all the files that you know they were that they were out there for the press and the media and every once oh. in a while you know somebody would just like mm, no, let's take this file and of course you <laughs> you were looking for it you know it's supposed to be there and it wasn't and you have to go find somebody to you know print off another copy for you it was kind of funny but are you saying the government may not be as efficient as we think? You never know. <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, one constant we always know is true about life, whether we want to face it or not. And our business, you know, connected to radio and rec- and music, both is change. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to ask for help because we're the encouragers. And this is not just about you and me that, you know, when you're heard on this program, it's about, can you give advice to others? What's the key to navigating change in your opinion? Cause you're right in the middle of it right now. You know, I think it's, um, it's to, is to maintain a positive attitude. That's the first thing not to put, not to point fingers and blame people. 
and accept what's happened. And, you know, it's not what happens. It's how you end up working around that or working through that that counts. I mean, you can get you can sit there and be angry and PO'd and blah, blah, blah. It's just that just you get nothing from that, right? Zero. Is there's zero yeah. there's zero return energy on that, you know? And you know, again, you just I love my staff. They're just terrific. And this has been very painful. I've been more concerned for them than I am for my own self. And, you know, I want to see them all connect up and do something. So, you know, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for mentioning this, but of course I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. A few years ago, your house burned. Yeah. A lot of us were like, holy crap. You mm. talk about navigating change when mm. you're put out of your house, you know, come on now, that's some change. That is some change. You know, you lose all those old T-shirts and all those old air checks and all your album collection and CDs and photos. And and who do you see about that? Nobody, right? Nobody. It's like there's nothing you can do about it. It's all, it was all dust in the wind, you know. All and, right. I promised that I was going to do a few years and I'm going to live up to that. 1995, a sudden ending. At least it felt that way to a lot of us radio and records, but look, you did something brilliant and I'm going to be really careful to point it out in a number of ways here. You launched all access. Did you know this is going to be a smash? I did. I really did. did. And I'm not trying to sound overly confident. We put the site up. I told a half a dozen of my buddies in radio about it. I put one posting up on the AOL um, radio message board message center. I think it was called back then. And gave them the URL. And uh, before the uh, the end of the week, we had a thousand uh, logins. And I was like, okay, we got something. Okay, and this is, now, this is before people had a lot of computers and nobody had a printer on their desk. And it was just, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty prehistoric times. It was like, I don't know, you know 5,200 baud dial up. It was pretty slow. <laughs> so, you know, the old AOL sound would make that, you know, as, God bless. All right. It's called the handshake. The handshake. The handshake. That's right. Yeah. Look, this wasn't just connecting radio and the music industry, which is incredible within itself and helping people. You had to navigate technology and change in technology. I'm not talking about just when you did it. I'm talking about along the way. And and we can give examples if we need to. But how did you do that, Joel? The technology was one step at a time. It's like I'd had a computer since 1981. So I was very familiar with a computer. And I my first computer had a hard drive when most computers at that point still had uh, two floppies. And I remember I bought a 10 megabyte hard drive computer cost a lot of money back then for that. And the guy at the computer store, he says, what are you going to do with 10 megabytes of data? He says, you know, that's enough to hold the entire Encyclopedia Botanica, blah, 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 <laughs> like that. And I, was like, well, I don't know, but I want it. So here, here's some money. Can I have it? So you see, you know, it was slow, and it was slow, but it was like, it was just a gateway for me to, to have, God, I need a, I need a faster machine. And then another faster machine and they need a 486 and then a 586. And then it was just like, you know, all and all up through the 86s. And then, we went into like, you know, Windows 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, now we're at 11. Okay, okay. But look, let's don't let you skate there. Mm-hmm. I also saw Fred Jacobs talk about the app and mm-hmm. how you arrived first on the scene like a really good EMS guy, man. You were there, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and you were ready for that. You've always been a technology guy? 
I have always loved technology. I've always been fascinated by it. Um, you know, I built I built transistor radios. I built tube model radios. I built you know car engine testers and stuff like that. There used to be a company called Heathkit. I don't think they're around anymore. Maybe they are. They were out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And every once in a while, I'd save up some allowance and go send off for something to build. I get out my soldering iron and the solder, and you know, and uh, you know, try not to mess you it get up. This from you, you get this from your dad, from somebody in your family. Where does this come? Oh, from? my dad was not at all, you know, into this. I have no idea, you know, how I got that bug. But you know, I had a radio from the time I was six years old, you know, little transistor. So I fell in love with radio at a very early age, and all the music and. You know the 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 fun and excitement of of being on the air and you know and I finally broke in when I was fifteen so you know pursue, so now pursue, I just pursued the hell out of it that's all look now we're we're I love saying this because it's so true and it kind of marks things for us we're almost twenty five years into the twenty first century yeah Joel you've never forgotten what it's like to be one of us in the radio business have you. No, it's like I still love radio. It's I listen to radio all the time. I um, I marvel at it. I think it's it's uh, it's it's super connectivity to the right audience that you're if you, to the audience. I should say if you have the right people on the air, and I think that's mm-hmm. really important. You know, it's just like I don't want to phone. You know, like with all access, I don't want to phone it in. I don't right. want to phone it in. I want to. I want it to be real. I want it to be authentic. And I want it to live up to what our standards are. And with a smaller staff, we're not going to do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that I think the modern technology of uh, of importing talent is great. But, you know, they, they, it's impossible to, to, to voice track for some something day in and day out from another city and be able to pick up all the local nuance and all the little things that are happening that make that show as good as that voice is or as funny as that voice is sound yeah. local. And that's, well, that's that's what I loved about radio was, you know, the lo- the localism of it. Not only that, I might slip in here that if you were doing six, eight, 10, 12 markets, quality may not be as good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> saying that that could develop, you know. Yeah, All right. <laughs> so, so listen, Joel, we've talked about you from a technology standpoint, which is fascinating enough. But you can't get away without me saying, look. I want to know, are you a natural risk taker? Uh, what has what made all access possible? Did, were you sitting around your house going, you know what I need to do? Mm-hmm. I need to do this thing that almost nobody's doing that's really going to be the did, is that it? What happened? No, I mean, like I said, I had a computer since 1981 and I was the first editor at R&R to throw their uh, their IBM Selectric away and just compose all of my writing on 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 software on a on a on a terminal interesting so i you know i i saw what was going on and i remember at rnr they were they were trying to create their own you know airplay monitoring system it's like mm-hmm. i saw bds before it was really ready for prime time and i brought it to bob wilson and he was fascinated with it but it's it made mistakes it was early it was early in song mm-hmm. detection technology and he said well we'll build our own they could have bought oh. they could have bought BDS for a song back then and would have changed all of radio history. Yes. It, would have, it was, you know, so that was an opportunity that it got lost. And then we decided to build our own delivery system instead of using, you know, 
uh, Netscape, which was at that time the dominance, you know, uh, this was back in 1993, 94. That was oh, the yeah. dominant, um, you know, uh, browser at the time. And it was really still infant, very infancy. And um, I remember doing a demo, you know, for a lot of uh, radio people and music clients and the system locked up and crashed. And, and of course, it was my fault, you know, it wasn't, but it, that's how that story went. And, um, and that's when I started to realize, I think I need to make a move. And, really? uh, and then uh, at, at just before Thanksgiving of 1994, that was my last day. And uh, we put, um, I launched the company in January of 1995, January 2nd, 1995. And we put the uh, the site up during the first week of October of 1995. A lot of prep work. Uh, listen, uh, here you sit, you know, in, in our country, we love to celebrate success. And, and look, almost 30 years, that's pretty damn successful. I'm sorry. That is pretty damn successful. Uh, but, I'm, not, but, but, I'm not unhappy. I would do it all again. Listen, all again. I think you have a unique perspective. I would like to ask you what you learned launching this, what you learned making All Access so successful for almost 30 years, running it day to day, and what you've learned at the end of it. Well, the, the most important thing I can apply to doing anything is shut the hell up and listen. It's just, <laughs> you know, listen to what people want. I mean, I had an idea what they I could start the site out with pictures are always good some news i put a forum up there um you know we uh you know we had music up there i mean mm -hmm. i i think the site was like nine pages long and it only only dealt with top 40 at that at that point and when i brought sean alexander and then we added alternative to it and then we added you know hot ac and on and on and on but I think the most important thing is just to listen, listen to what your clients say, listen to what their feedback is, listen to what they need and listen to what your day-to-day -day readers need that aren't spending money with you. They're the most important people because yeah. if you don't have a, 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 a crowd of people talking about you and saying, oh, I saw it on All Access and did you see what All Access wrote? Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe All Access had that story before everybody did, blah, 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 blah. But that's the stuff that happens. You know, and well, well, look, it's not just being online. It's not just being uh, 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 somebody who's attempting communication. It is about the brand, right? Yeah. Brand you is build, valuable. You build a brand over time. All access Absolutely. to me was a catchy. It was a, it's a name everybody knows. It's a brand. You know, it, it it it's welcoming. It's inspiring. It's like everybody can come on in here. All access, come on in. And you know, we didn't put. We didn't put any obstacles like a paywall up. I was in the eyeball business. I wanted as many eyeballs on that site as possible. And I wanted to have absolutely nothing that could get in the way of doing that. It's so. really fascinating for me, not just this conversation, but any conversation I have with you. I can see the wheels spinning. And I think of you as a problem solver. Is that true? Uh, you run a business, you are a problem solver. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or you're not in business, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, it just comes down to when you are um, um, when you're running a company, you're running it for everybody else. And you think of yourself last. That's the way you have to do it, you know, so. 
Interesting. Well, listen, you addressed this a little bit at the very beginning of this conversation, but I'm going to hit it up again. Your LinkedIn actually says your specialties are, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's sort of a quote, Mm -hmm. being an excellent communicator and having the ability to make lemonade from lemons. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I feel like in addition to the shock of the moment, all eyes are on you. I keep thinking about that song, all eyes on, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I think people are thinking what comes next because they don't think, well, that's it, right? Even though that's it, people think about you as the problem solver, the technology guy, the guy that's curious and interesting and interested. Do you have any thoughts on this now? I know it's unfair to ask, but I'm unfair to ask anything's on the table here. Look, you know, if if, uh, we find somebody that would be interested in uh, the company, I would absolutely talk to them. You know, know, and, and, you know, and uh, but, uh, you know, I've got many interests. you know, one is sleeping a little longer than I am sleeping. <laughs> that sounds like that competes with the future a little bit. Wait a minute. It's not, you know, but it's like, you know, it's like, like I got up at 345 in the morning every day, you know, and, uh, you know, and I start talking to the East Coast by 5 a.m. Pacific time, 8 o'clock oh, that sure. time, you know, and it got the job done. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just you um, you can only do what you can do. You can only, um, you know. You're you're certain there's certain hands that are dealt you. And in this past year, these last few months, the the hand of like, you know, no budget was echoed a lot, Mm. you know, and you just have to, like, accept it. And, you know, you you can't get mad about it. You can't get mad at your clients because they no longer have the budgets because the music business has changed. Or well, especially because they've been good to you, right? Absolutely. Now, listen, I mean, it's like, you know, I have no I have no regrets. I have no recriminations. I have no, you know, anger about what's happened here. It's just well, I made I made a choice. I, I made a choice that was an important part of life, you know, and yeah, you know, Kenny Rogers said it. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. When to fold them. It was and it was time to fold us, unfortunately. Hey, did you terrible, terrible decision to have to make? Uh, it, you know, it yeah. it really hurt me to tell my staff that we oh, had yeah. a very emotional phone call. You know, I, you know, we all were. Was it all at once or individual or how did you decide? It was all all at once. Yeah, because I really wanted to get this. They deserve to hear it before anyone. And they did. We had no leaks on this. It was Kim and I, the only people that really knew about this. Right. And um, they deserve to know at the same time. And then I put a story out and a bulletin out and then everybody knew. Boy, no doubt. They needed to know first. And I, I told you before we came on the podcast that when I first saw it, I thought it was a scam. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I literally was like, nope, I'm not biting on that. That is not real. No way. No, it's, uh, it, sadly, it was real. Sadly, it was real. So, so did you did you get the intel that things were changing rapidly or did it change over time and you just went Okay, I don't like this. It's I don't like, like this. Rapid, the rapidly, you know, rapidly was I was looking at the balance sheet every week. Blech. Sure. You know, it's yeah, like we were like just we doing did. less and less and less business. Listen, they made some fundamental changes in the record business about how much um, promotion and marketing dollars they were going to extend. And they cut it by wow. 50%. And UMG That's started big. That. And yeah, they started that. And then the other labels followed suit. 
and you know, and I got, uh, I got, what's the word I'm looking for? I got, uh, I was just part of that, you know, and because mm. we were part of the promotion and marketing mechanism for, you know, for, for labels. And sure. it was sad to, you know, be told no so many times, but what are you going to do? We're not budgeted. We don't have a budget on this record. We've got a very limited budget on this record. It's like people are going to spend their money where they're going to spend their money and getting mad at them does not help. Yeah, it probably is not a good you can, strategy. You can, you can advocate for yourself. And I advocated for myself. Sure. And in some cases, change some people's minds. But, you know, you you there's just times you have to know when to, to accept things. And, yes. this is, and this is this is a case of acceptance. You know, well, let's let's talk about something that I think is. Uh, look, I don't care who you are when you see what I've seen. Uh, there has to be a smile. There might be some tears. I don't know. So many people love and appreciate you, Joel. Uh, we're, we're no different. Okay. Uh, we are just like the love that you have seen pouring out across Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram and other social media. How does that emotion feel coming back at you? You've got so much right now. Yeah. I, I'm, incredibly humbled about it you know it's just to see so much you know um just to know that we meant this kind of stuff to so many people uh is is just staggering to me it's humbling i mean i knew we had fans it's more than you thought isn't it it's way more i mean i can look at numbers and i know how many logins we have each day and i can do all that but you know, you can't you can't get inside people's heads. You're not going to you know, you're not going to mm-hmm. constantly ask everybody, well, what do you think of us? We good? You know, anything. I mean, I did survey us. And then, you know, it's like I learned, uh, you know, by by doing some some research, I definitely learned what they liked a lot and what they didn't like a lot. And I could look at the numbers on the on the, uh, you know, on the logins and page views and say, OK, well, that content needs to be refreshed or, you know, taken off. So the raw emotion is different, right? Yeah, it is. It really I mean, is. look, and and when I said you got a lot, I mean, you got the stuff that we see, and then you've got your employees, and then you've got relationships. You're a relational guy. Yeah. I mean, you are relational. It's one of the incredible things about you. Um, listen, you, you've stood on the edge of, uh, I call it the edge of communication in this industry mm-hmm. for literally Decade after decade after decade, Joel, where is it going? You've got a, you've got some thought about that. Yeah, well, it's a, it depends on what you're talking about. There's so many parts of communication. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think social media has been a plus and a minus for society. The plus is that you can get your feelings out there, and you know, and share it with a whole lot of people, and you know, and if you and you know, if you stand behind it then you're good. You know, and there's other people that, you know, that, uh, that don't. And they, there's a lot of people they, need therapy, Joel. Yeah. Somebody, so I'm sure some people do, but the point is, is what I'm saying is that some people, um, you know, they hide behind some alias and then they, you know, smack everybody. Yeah. And they, you know, and they, and they cut people down and that's, that's where you go. Like, what's wrong with that person? It's like, you know, right. you're entitled to have your opinion. And I certainly have mine. And if anybody's looked at my my social medias, they certainly know where my opinion is on certain things, especially in politics. And right. I like sharing that myself because yeah. I, I, you know, I just feel it's cleansing. 
and I just feel that um, uh, it's been it's been good for me to share what I uh, what I believe. Lord and, Almighty, I'm glad somebody feels good about sharing politics. <laughs> I do. I'm very, it, I'm very I'm very happy with where my politics are at. Well, politics in general looks like a mess, though. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, no question. But I mean, you know, it's like I, uh, I, you know, I believe in the system. I believe in democracy. Um, I don't believe in lies and fabrications, and you know, well, so it might be false narratives and Q Q and on stuff, and I don't believe in that. Look, it might be appropriate just to say that being an American is sometimes messy. Oh, sure, absolutely. Well, you know, listen, if you don't like it. Don't log on to the page if you don't. Yeah, like that's it, right. That's just right. Just ignore. Just ignore my comments. It's fine. Well, that's why I'm not. I'm what, not offended. <laughs> that's why everybody gets their own page, right? Sure. Exactly. Listen. There's chocolate. There's vanilla. There's strawberry. Whatever. Pick a flavor. Pick. Pick some. All right. So look, we we've talked about a lot of things, and you've illuminated some really important decisions, including I'm going to mention this again because I think it's just cool that the end episode involves like the Seinfeld decision. Okay. So now we've drawn that parallel a couple of times. That's good. Is there anything else that you think you might like to share that we have not talked about? You know, I, I I think we've really covered a lot of ground here. I mean, I, you know, I do want to say I'm just incredibly grateful, you know, to everybody that has ever been a part of all access um, I'm incredibly grateful for the support I received when I was at R and R. You know, it's um, it's really it's really just all been about thinking about what the other person thinks ahead of yourself, and right. you know, and it's like you know, trying to anticipate what do they want, you know, what you know, you know, and you know, just taking stock of other people before you take stock of yourself. I think that's it's hard to do that, right? No, it's not for me. It really isn't. It just isn't. Well, I like hearing that. We need you more know, people really like easy that. For me, it's just really well, easy. And listen, it's in my DNA. I don't know. It's like I've always, I'm, I've always been a very positive person. I, I'm, I'm very, very rarely angry, um, and you know, I'm certainly not perfect. But uh, you know, I really, really believe in other people. You know, and I give, I give people benefit of the doubt many times over. And then finally, if it, you know, it proves I'm wrong, well, then I'm wrong. Then I'll, then I'll change my mind on somebody. But I really believe that people innately are good. I really believe that. Mm. And I really believe that um, they deserve an opportunity to um, just be who they are. And if it, and think... it, it turns out that you know, they, they're not good to me, well, okay, you can go be bad with somebody else, you know. But I just think, I think it's good. Like, Look, I think it's good when we have people in our business who put people first. Yeah. Because if you're going to accomplish anything, it's not going to be by yourself. It's going to be with people. Look at you. You accomplished this for so long, but not by yourself. No, my gosh. I've got a great staff and we have have wonderful clients and we have wonderful business partners. Not not, not business partners in the sense that they own the business, but, you know, media base and promo suite and things of that nature, people that provide service and data and chart metric and, you know, Nielsen and, you know, all those, all those people, they count, they count up what our product is. Some of those people had to be surprised by the announcement too. And I'm sure you handled that, but, uh, but they had to be shocked. 
they were shocked. You know, mm-hmm. some pe- some people some people that uh, that you know are in the uh, in the music business weren't shocked because they know it's the, it's you know it's different out there now. Yeah, well, Joel, but, you know, I, the- I, I, I had to remind I had to remind the entire staff this is nothing we have done. This is nothing right. that you did wrong. This is nothing that we can sit there and point any blame on. It's just things change. You know, Listen, this, this has happened in the radio business and in the record business for years with yeah, people that you and I know and love. Yeah, record business is still shedding people and will probably shed more people, unfortunately. Really good people, too. Yeah. Joel, listen, for you to take this time out and for me to get a couple of minutes with you to talk with probably a couple more minutes than you expected. I want to thank you for spending this time with us and being our guest. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Lloyd. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, you know, you're a good man and uh, I am thrilled to get the opportunity to be on this with you and, uh, and share a little glimpse of, uh, of what it is going on right now with uh, you and your audience. So thank you very well, much. Well, listen, I, I need to share this with you too. I want to talk directly to that guy that likes to sleep longer then three something in the morning. We are looking forward to the next chapter of you. And look, you can count on us like a whole bunch of other people to be cheering you on because we know that whatever happens, you're going to be part of what is encouraging, which is what we're doing here. Great. Well, I, you know, each conversation that I have had where people are up and, uh, um, ebullient and excited about, you know, what's next. It, it yes. encourages me. It makes me feel good because um, I, there is going to be a next. I'm not retiring. I've got other no, things. I like to hearing do. that. So, there you go. So I'm going to be around and uh, I've, uh, I've, you know, I've, I've got a couple of clients that have asked me to continue talking and promoting records, which I'm happy to do. And I've got a few other things mm-hmm. that uh, I'm, uh, I'll fire up after, uh, after a while, but you know, I'm just a, uh, I'm just I'm just most concerned that, you know, my staff finds a place to be. Absolutely. Some really great concern. So really great people in that staff. Listen, please do not take for granted what we're doing here and help us by sharing this episode from our website, RainmakerPathway.com in the free blog section. We are sharing this uh we want you to share this with others others who are interested in radio and records and what is going on in our community we do want to thank our special guest today joel denver president and publisher of all access and you heard it just a minute ago not done not done there is going to be another chapter i can't wait to see what it is a very special thank you to joe kelly for producing the encouragers the radio rally podcast and a thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. We say this all the time on the podcast, and I say it to clients regularly. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. You want to know what that means? Call me. I'll be glad to share it with you. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything else, I think Joel will like this too. Be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers. Uh, thanks for spending time with this special episode. Go grab the podcast if you're hearing this in social media. We have over 100 episodes for you. And do your best, not just to celebrate radio, but to tell our 21st century story. Good night.